What is going on, Nerds of Wrestling? Welcome back. Season 3 of What's Up Wrestler is upon us. Thank you guys so much for all your support throughout the year. Uh, I am back uh, doing interviews, and my guest at this time is the young prodigy, Marcus Mathers. What is up, man? How are you? I am great, man. How are you? Dude, I'm doing awesome. Uh, thank you so much for being the first guest for season three. It's, it's honestly an honor. I couldn't have think of a better person to do it. I appreciate that show, uh, so much. I uh, I really do. I'm happy to be the first guest for your uh, season three. That's crazy. Season three. Yeah, no, I've done season three. You know, season one started about two years ago. And wow. And when have I met you? When was it? Me... It was the first LA trip, right? I never met you in LA, bro. So I met you at uh, Wrestling Open a lot. I seen you at uh, yes, 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 yes. Connecticut for like blood, sweat, and tears. Yes. I never really traveled outside to like California. Just I got you. Yes. I got you. Yes, now. Yes. Now starting, starting to ring a yes, bell. I yes. Give you, I give you the wristband yes. uh, in Connecticut. I wear that to my matches too. Yes, hell yeah! I'm glad. They, and thank you. That's awesome. You know, I of love course, seeing. Uh, I love seeing the wrestlers wear my merch. You know, I, I mark out a little bit, low key, low key. I'm no. like, uh, Thank you. Merch. Of course, you know, I, <laughs> uh, I got, I had the uh, opportunity to meet you at, you know, wrestling open, uh, blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, Beyond, I've seen you wrestle. Actually, I saw you wrestle at Beyond for the first time uh, back in Twa earlier this year for Monkey Business in Mass. You Ooh. wrestled um Dustin, Dustin Waller. Waller. In the show, yeah. yeah, in the showcase, and I met you after the show. I got your autograph. We chatted it up, and then what? now I've seen you everywhere. Dude, it's it's so sick. Was that the first time? That was my first time meeting you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that was like months ago. Wow. That was, that was maybe like I feel like April or May. March. It was like in March. March there. Wow. That was so long ago. Now it's see like it feels like so long ago too. Like, and it really like wasn't you know. Yeah, it's, I don't it's know, but like, it wasn't long ago because it's like it's crazy to think about because you know I was thinking today I'm like, dude, I I I just met this kid back in March and you've been on an absolute tear, my guy. Like, holy shit! Like, <laughs> it must be kind of crazy, kind of surreal to know like you're you're living your you're living your dream. You're you're wrestling everywhere. You're you're wrestling people that you probably idol, um, idolized for years. So what what is that like for you, man? You know, it's it's honestly insane. You know, like I, everyone who asks me, you know, I tell them like I'm 19 year old, like 19 years old, living my dream. You know, it's it's seriously like I'm so grateful, and I appreciate everything that I've gotten, and and I feel like such a like a quick time. I've only been a professional wrestler for three years. Uh, I, I I I said that as soon as you know I made my debut, I became a professional wrestler. My first match with my dad. You know, a week later, I wrestled my trainer. So right away, two big matches. And then as you know, went on, I wrestled Matt Tremont. He was probably my first big name I wrestled. And still another trainer of mine. And then as I got older and grew up in this business, you know, it's just... it's a, Like the craziest part about it is uh, hanging out with these guys that my dad brought me around when he wrestled right and and then i'm wrestling him to me like those were like the craziest matches because some you know to somebody it may just be like oh marcus mathers versus drew blood or devin moore or jeff cannonball right it may just be a random match to them but to me it's it's everything it means so much to me 
because I literally grew up with these guys. I grew up like watching these guys. Like Matt Tremont has written me, uh, I have old birthday cards from Matt, you know, <laughs> like, hey, do good in school. Like, and then I'm wrestling him. Like, it's, it's insane. It's, it's wild. <laughs> Especially at 19 years old. I thought you were like 21. You're 19. My God, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I hate you so much. I'm 28. and That's not that bad. I know, but, you know, I'm up there. <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing to 30, my guy. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> but you're, 30, you're, you're 19 years old, and you've wrestled countless amount of places. You've wrestled in Canada. You've wrestled basically – Everywhere, anywhere anybody could think of, Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, you know, you, I'm sure you wrestled in California because you know, I know you do stuff for GCW all the time. Yes. Uh, and at 19 years old, does it kind of, does it kind of get like, okay, like, what's going to happen when I'm 20 or 21? Do you like see the, you know, because I could definitely see the uh, pedals just keep going. Mm -hmm. I definitely think about that a lot. Uh, I'm always like, what's next? You know? Right. I was, I was taught this by many people many like uh you know important people to meet too uh, and even not just in wrestling in real life too like always set like mini goals have your big goals but like have have them like milestones you know like of have course. the little ones and then you have the big one little ones and big one uh obviously the big ones are getting signed going here uh wrestling in different countries obviously there but there's there's still so many little steps and little goals I have to accomplish. Right. So when I look at me at the age of 20 next year, the age 21, 22, 23, there's like, I use that as kind of my big goals. Like, okay, when I hit 21, I would like to be signed. I would like to be in talks with the company, at least, you know, receive some like kind of dark work, how, you know, how show something like that, you know? By the time I'm 21, I think that is, I think that's a fair enough goal of mine. I think yeah, I can achieve that. And obviously by 22, 23, 24, Japan, UK. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, yeah, so like I put my goals with also my age too. Like when I'm here, this is where I would like to be. So I'm gunning for that. To a lot of people, because you said that you're, you have such goals for 20, 21, 22, 23. A lot of people and a lot of wrestlers who are just starting out, they might look at you like, dude, like this kid's accomplished so much at such a, a young age. You said you've been wrestling for like three years. I'm assuming you started training a little before the pandemic. Uh, the pandemic hit, the, excuse me, the pandemic hit and it affected a lot of people, right? Yeah. Uh, how were you able to kind of keep such a positive mindset? And that's a question I always have two years later because it, it, it was affected a lot of people. Through the pandemic or just yeah, like, like the pandemic? Cause yeah. So I was very blessed and grateful about with H2O. Uh, they were like the, they were like the first ones to open back up. Really? They really were. Yes. And like, they were the first ones where you did a couple shows. Um, like, uh, we did a few shows like without a crowd and then that streamed on ITVTV and then we finally did shows coming back after like a month after that. And of course everyone wore a mask. We all took, you know, the safety, but you know, like COVID weirdly was like, you know, like a small blessing in disguise. How weird that sounds. Like, I feel like 
a lot of people, even I know, like got something out of COVID. Right. Um, you know, maybe you fell back more in love with wrestling because, or something else, because, uh, we never, you know, something was never taken from us like that. I feel like in our lives, maybe years, many, many years ago, but like our generation now, and that's just us. Like you got like, like we had like that, everything for those couple of months, basically almost a year was taking from us. It was, it really and was. And like everyone was freaking out, didn't know what to do. So like, it, I think it really made people fall back into things they love and really appreciate it. Like I really appreciated wrestling H2O after that. Cause and it was like, it was hard not wrestling. Oh, I bet, man. But like, I, I became best friends with Austin Luke during that time. Someone like him, you know, we both love wrestling, watching wrestling. We'd FaceTime every night. And then, like, it was weird. It was like, we didn't, really didn't like each other when, like, before COVID. And right. just like, we were both young and, like, kind of assholes. You know, <laughs> I was still in high school and, you know, I was not mature at all. He was just graduating, maybe even, like, a year before he graduated. So we were both young and mature. But, like, during COVID, like, we both, like, matured really fast and, like, would call each other and just, like, soon when we got to the first show, we were just, like, yo! <laughs> like, right. it, it was so funny. But, like, like keeping that positive mindset that I had, just, like, like I knew it was going to come back one day, but I knew it was going to be different. Right. I didn't know how quick it was going to come back to normal. I think it came back pretty quick. But I'm happy it did. But it's just, if you love something, you just got to keep, you know, you just got to keep. There's so much like uh, there's other things you could do around stuff of, uh, you know, working on your goals, stuff like that. And keeping that positive mindset, like, you know, working out, you got to look good in wrestling, uh, watching wrestling, study, you know, even just talking to your friends and just talking about wrestling and stuff. I just feel like, like there was a lot I've done uh, that I couldn't do in the ring because I we couldn't be there. Right. So that kept me, that kept my head moving, that kept me uh, learning, and it kept me still in love with professional wrestling, and also the fact that it was taken, I didn't have it for that time. So like, soon when it came back, I was so grateful and appreciative for it. Dude, and you, you like perfect like you you explained everything so perfectly uh going back to you talked about h2o that's where you trained you had your mm-hmm. training h2o how old were you when you decided you were like okay this is what i want to do like because again you're still fucking 19 so it's <laughs> so crazy but like when did you decide like this is what you want to do and how did you get into training so i'm trying to think of the age i may have been 13 or 14 i believe so because with my dad like, he always brought me around shows. But, like, you know, obviously, a little kid, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I, you know, I grew through phases where I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll. Right. Like, I always wanted to work with animals, you know, and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, where can I go with animals, you know? How... But, like, definitely, like, Cage of Death 14. It was Matt Tremont versus DJ Hyde in the main event. Uh,. I'm trying to think what age I was. It was definitely, it was around 12 to 15. I know that for a fact. So you've been going to, obviously you've been going to shows for forever because, you know, your dad was around it and, you know, you've been very fortunate to go to these shows, which is awesome. forever. And like, I luckily like got to like see, you know, backstage stuff and talk to uh, 
talk to people, talk to higher ups, watch how people are talking before matches, after matches, and just learn out of every young age. So a lot of it came easy to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Just because uh, I was around it so long. I'm super grateful for my dad um, because of that, you know. Um, I don't think I'd be the wrestler I am today, obviously, without him. Because coming to shows, doing all that stuff, helping out at such a young age and watching these guys, like, it helped me so much prepare for what I was able to do this. Like, I was was ready, you know, soon I would start training. Uh, But Cage Death 14, watching Matt and DJ in the cage and just, like, seeing the crowd and the match – I just like I knew in that moment, like I want to be in there, I want to be in the ring, and and that's when I really got into it. I really got into like, all right, Dad, I gotta go to all the shows with you. I gotta like learn. I gotta like let me go in the ring because even like, like I went through this weird phase where I was like, I'm a little kid. My dad throws me in the ring. I'm running around because I have all this energy, and then like I would get shy and stuff. And I'm like, eh. But, like, after Cage of Death, like, it was like, oh, my God, I need to do this now. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like a switch, like a, like a yeah. spark cage. Like, I got to do this. I got to do this. Uh, you know, growing up with your dad, H2O and everything, I'm assuming you and your dad watched wrestling as much as you guys could. Uh, do you remember, like, your first wrestling match that you've seen on TV, your favorite wrestler? Because that's a generic question, but it's, yeah. like, it's interesting to hear. So I so like it's funny I I don't have that first match you know cuz like to me it's like I came out the womb and just wrestling was there <laughs> you know my dad right. was wrestling he or he was training he may have, like just started wrestling when I was born but like it was always there I'm sure he was probably watching wrestling at the hospital when <laughs> my mom was there to be honest <laughs> so for me I I when people ask me this question, I bring up Cage of Death 14. Just because since it always was there, uh Cage of Death was that whoa, I wanna do this, you know? Uh like as I'm you know a huge fan of guys like AJ Styles. Obviously I always was a big John Cena guy. See, that's, that's very rare to hear because, I mean, I've interviewed so many wrestlers and about maybe 45, 50% of the wrestlers say, oh, John Cena was my favorite. And a lot of people hated on John Cena, which is like, I don't know why. I don't know why John Cena got so much hate. I think it's because of the five best, uh, the five moves of doom. I, I oh, don't yeah. know, man. For I don't sure. Know. But I feel like as people, like, and like, these are people, like, I could tell you my favorite wrestlers now. Like, I go through phases, too, just like everybody. It's like, ah, oh, you know, this guy's not my favorite artist. This guy's my favorite artist. Of course, you know? we all do, yeah. I, yeah, I, like, I think that's that's, no, that's the way it yeah. goes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, right now, currently, still, like, top all favorite wrestlers, AJ Styles. It's my favorite all, of all time. But behind that is, like, John Moxley. I've been really liking John Moxley stuff a lot and been studying him a lot. Matt Riddle. John Cena now like is more somebody I appreciate because of his work. Like exactly. Everybody knows who John Cena is. Right. And it's like, not even just like, not like you can go on the shirt and probably ask anybody and they all will say, yeah, John, like I know who John Cena is. Oh, that wrestling guy, 
Like, yeah, you, you can't ask, you can't ask, like, oh, do you know AJ Styles? Who? How about John Cena? Yeah, of course. Yeah, John mm-hmm. Cena. John you know? Cena, The Rock, Stone right. Cold, so Undertaker. Even, even Undertaker, one of my all-time favorites. Edge, Seth Rollins. You know, Edge group. Edge is someone else who, because you were talking about, like, John Cena, you didn't really appreciate him at the time, this and that, and now you appreciate him. Mm-hmm. Edge was one person who I I absolutely despised, bro. When I was 12 watching uh, John Cena and Edge, the rivalry uh, back in 06, <laughs> dude, I couldn't stand Edge. I hated that <laughs> dude so much. But 28-year-old me is like, bro, genius right so good such good i feel that way with like randy orton batista oh dude i was a kid like screaming at my tv like no way (laughs) (laughs) right you know like you didn't appreciate it because like you know we're kids we're rooting for the baby faces Mm -hmm. now you're older and you're like nah the heels are awesome the bad guys Mm -hmm. are bad guys are where it's they really are they really are they really are like super cool but it's insane to think about uh you know but Going back to, you know, you, Marcus, and everything, uh, you trained, you did all your stuff. How long did it take you to, you know, how long was training and, you know, how long, how was that process for you? So for me, I uh, I was training when I was officially started training, yeah. when I was 15. So it took me about a, uh, a year, a year and maybe a year and a half until I made my debut. Not terrible. I mean, was and, uh, there was there any time? Sorry, was there any time? Because no, you're, you're 15 and you're young and you're training and you're like, okay, this is this is new. This is this is crazy. Mm-hmm. You're 15. Was there any doubt in your mind where you're like, this is hard? But I'm sure there wasn't. Definitely days because during that time I was doing uh, amateur wrestling too in oh. high school. So it was wake up school, amateur wrestling practice professional wrestling practice so those days and those were almost maybe tuesdays thursdays like maybe some wednesdays too those days were really really hard and difficult just because like it was a lot but to me and even now to this day it was always like wrestling will come first like if i had to skip amateur wrestling to do this i will i've skipped amateur wrestling matches for professional wrestling my coach sometimes he didn't get it he was pissed but once he came to my show, he got it, and he was Hell like, yeah. "He's like, all right, I get this is your thing. I get it. Like, we're good, we're good." Has he has he been to your like uh, matches? Because I, I'm sure you don't do amateur wrestling anymore, but do you still stay in contact with? Yeah, I'll try to drop by the school as much as I can, just because I like going. Uh, the one coach there, uh, when I was a fresh, when I was a freshman, and he was a senior graduating, he's like one of my boys. And then he became a coach through my rest of the years. Now, still is a coach. So it's like we were friends before he was a coach. So it's like I'll still try to go and hang out with him, keep in touch with them. It's like I don't want to like. I know everyone kind of you know they grow up, they kind of lose contact, but like right. I try to keep that contact, you know, with people. It's hard. It's really hard. It man. is. It is hard with with wrestling too. I feel like the most because I'm just I'm always doing something. I'm always out and. Obviously, you know, all my friends down at school are just working and their weekends are free. Right. I'm like, no, nah, my weekends are packed. <laughs> like, it, I, I'm, crazy, I may not huh? even be here. Yeah. It's wild. It's nuts. Cause so you were, you were 15 when you started training and yeah. 16, I'm assuming when you were done. That must yep, have been I made my debut. See, that's sick. That must have been really hard. Not hard, but like exciting, but also like no one's going to book a 16 year old 
Like, where am I going to wrestle? Because, you know, where H2O is in what? Jersey, if I'm not mistaken, yep. right? Yep, so, Williamstown, New Jersey. So, Jersey allowed 16-year-olds to, you know, kind of wrestle there. Mm-hmm. So, and then to go from New Jersey, then you got to wait till you're maybe 17 or 18 to wrestle in other states, right? Yeah, PA is a state. Um, I think Kentucky, maybe not. It's one of those. I know there's a South state in this circle. I'm trying to think of one of them is 18. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, but maybe not. But I know PA. Oh, New York. New York's another uh, 18. But Connecticut when, too, I think, right? Oh yeah, yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. But when I was uh, when I was 16, I wasn't too worried about it because H2O had a lot of shows. Oh, so perfect. That I knew, like, we had – see, we had a great thing at H2O, but I'm so blessed and grateful for it. Like, we had a uh, – we called it Undiscovered, and we'd have a student show every other Monday. So when, I made, so when I made my debut, we basically had a show every other Monday. Monday, and that's how I got all my reps. I think, like, I write down every one of my matches. Right now, I'm at like 279 matches. Jesus Christ, holy and shit! That's it's a lot of H2O in there, just because of those Monday shows, right? And then they went, they went to every Monday at one point, and then they slowed back down, and maybe once or twice a month, and they went back to every other, and now they're like twice back, a month right whenever they can right because yeah there's so many wrestlers that are busy you're busy yeah. austin's busy you guys are you guys are absolutely killing it man and how was that for your like your mindset wrestling every other monday was it exciting was it like something where you were like okay i want to do this this week but i want to change this up next week yes 100 percent. uh it was very exciting you know especially also i was in school too so I'm Oof. like looking forward all day. I'm telling all my friends, I'm like, I'm wrestling Monday. Yay. <laughs> and I'm so excited showing people my matches and stuff. And it's so funny. I'll say this real fast too. When I was in middle school, it's like everyone kind of like not like picked on me for it. They're like, ah, oh, it's weird and stuff. And then in high school, everyone was like, yo, you're actually doing this. And then my, my, God, my, like my junior year coming in after a, uh, uh, thumbtack kick pad match and having holes all down my arm. You crazy and, like, son of a bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> and little like marks on my head and then people are like, are you alright? And I'm like, yeah. And then they're asking me about it and I'll show them. And they're like, oh my god. Those are wild days. But everyone like really respected me in high school. So that was cool too. Like everyone come up to me, talk to me about it. And I gave t- uh, teachers my stickers and stuff. I'm pretty sure my one teacher... I'm going to go on a rant real fast. No, you're good, bro. Guy. Do your thing. I'll never forget this guy. His name's Mr. Mills. He teaches this. We call it Al's Television Network. It's a morning show. Sick. But he does, like, he just, like, I don't know, like, what the exact. Because it's so weird. It's called, like, Intro to Media Class. It, it has nothing to do with, like, the name. But he just talks about goals and working on yourself and, like, we would read a quote every single day, and he would tell us, you're going to hate these quotes every day writing them, but I promise you, all these quotes are good for you. And it's seriously, I love that class because it helped me so much because it was all about going towards your dreams, achieving your dreams, gunning for your dreams, doing what you need to do, uh, you know, working on yourself. 
and it made my headspace so much better. Like, I think I'm also the person I am today, wrestling and without wrestling, like, because of that guy. He helped me so much just mentally and how to push myself. Amateur wrestling, too. You know, they really, like, they put you in a mindset to, like, that. don't give up, you know, keep right. going, finish. You got to finish mindset like even small stupid things like if i'm just drawing like i gotta finish you know like (laughs) weird stuff i'm like just amateur wrestling so like what i got out of school real fast not even like the school where i can't i'll be honest that's hard reading and writing just because like soon i made my debut i clocked out i was like yeah i'm doing this yeah exactly but amateur wrestling uh gym classes obviously because it's fun (laughs) but amateur wrestling and Mr. Mills class, they helped me out so much with my life, wrestling mindset, gunning toward my goals. Like, it was really good. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Was there, it like, was, Mr. Uh, so sick. Mr. Mills sounded like a great teacher, man. Great, great, great influence on you. Like, do you still stay in contact with him at all? I don't. What I want to, I don't know if I should. I, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure I can look on the website and uh, email him. But that reminded me I should just to – because I told him when I graduated, I was like, dude, you helped me out so much. Like, thank you. And, like, oh, yeah, the one day I gave him my sticker, he just took it and put it on his wall. I was like, <laughs> he, probably oh, still, cool. he probably still has it there, man. You never know. I he think he does. Still- and he's like, I'm going to tell my students about you every year. I was like, all right, sick. That's so cool, man. You know, like – It is so cool. Now, now, and now you're doing your thing. You're wrestling because, you know, I've seen – again, I've seen you at multiple shows. And – the one environment I love going to is the White Eagle. Ooh, Absolute amazing, amazing, amazing environment. I haven't been there in a while because, you know, driving situations, I don't drive and everything. Yeah. But it's like every time I go there, it's the crowd is always so electric, so much fun. Uh, there, you're over there. Waves and curls are over there. You know, you got Teddy Goods, LMK, all effing day, which I love it. I love going there. It's so much fun. Uh, like, there's so many venues that you that you wrestled at, right? Mm-hmm. Again, the White Eagles, one of them. And I'm sure you wrestled even in Jersey. You wrestled at the on the Showboat for GCW. Yeah, that I've never been there, but I've heard that place is iconic. Amazing. Uh, you wrestled so many places. Like I said, what are your top favorite, you know, promotions or places that you wrestled at? Definitely. Top, top, top. That I'll never forget, and hopefully, I have a chance to actually have a. Full match there, singles, scramble, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> um, will be Hammerstein Ballroom. Ooh. That coming out for that battle royal was the most insane. During my entrance, I literally was like, "Oh my fucking god!" I was, excuse my language. No, you're good. You're I good. was like, just it's insane when I like walking out there and just like. That's that's a image I will never forget. And like I can close my eyes and I could see the three rows and then I could see the group of people next to me going to the ring. And I got eliminated from the battle royal and I just sat next to the guardrail, next to Jonesy. And I looked at him and I said, I'm gonna sit here for a minute. And he's like, You do that. Hell Sick yeah. And it's I the Heresy like, Ballroom, bro. That's such an iconic place. You know, I insane. that's that's the autograph. That's the autograph I have you of. Like, oh yeah. That's the one I, I love that picture. That's my other thing too. I was like, I'm just I'm a very, very, very 
very, very, very small part of that show. Super tiny, super small, you know. But to me, that was everything. So it was like, I also needed a picture. I was like, Mouse, please grab a picture. Please, I need it. <laughs> it's iconic, picture, bro. I was like, yes. That, I, I can't believe it. But definitely favorite venues that had like full-on singles matches and stuff. White Eagle, 100% up there. Fett, up there. Love Fett. I love Fett Music Hall. I love it so, so much. much. It's just the, the venues that are beautiful. Like, I love the roses on the wall. I think it's the most coolest thing ever. That, um, Showboat, uh, GCW in LA, that uh, Ukraine Center? Yeah. That, like, that place is beautiful. Yeah, those are my, those are my top favorite venues. Uh, the venue that C4 runs at in Canada, very nice, too. Very nice. It's so open. Uh, they usually pack like 500 fans in there. Jesus. It's it's amazing there, too. I love it. Was that the biggest crowd you wrestled? No, well, besides Hammerstein, because that was like at least thousands of people there. Oh, but yeah. Hammerstein was, was definitely the- biggest. But besides that, I'm trying to think. Um, It definitely is probably a tie between Shobo and C4. Because C4 will usually do about 500, and then Showboat pushes like 500. That that must be insane, man. Like, it's, you wrestled, it's wild. <laughs> you've wrestled so many times. What are your like pre-match rituals? Like, how do you get pumped up? I get pumped up, man. I'll now, uh, I try to take myself on a little roller coaster, you know. Uh, I'll try to be nice and chill, you know, get my mind in a you know, the right place. Cause you always gotta be in a good mindset. I can't go to a match, you know? So if that means staying off my phone, uh, being by myself for about 20 minutes, just getting everything ready, prepared. And I'll start, you know, I'll try to run a little bit, get warm now. Then I'll go back in right before my match, calm down a little bit. Then I'll go out to the curtain. I'll start smacking myself around, yep. start yelling a little bit. And you hear the so crowd, you hear the crowd playing. getting amped up. Oh yeah, I I love my theme song. I I love how people start clapping to it. I I love the people so much. It's it's everything to me, and I'm so grateful. I it's so it's so insane to me. I have just somebody clapping to one person clapping to my theme song, and just like it's it's so cool to me. And it seriously is like my favorite thing in the world. There like there's nothing like it, and it gets me so pumped up, so fired up. I, I love it so much. And they it really also, do. It also gets us pumped up too, man, because, you know, I've been to a lot of wrestling shows, right? And uh, Northeast Wrestling is where I go all the time. Yeah. And White Eagle, bro, like I said, the White Eagle, it just, I, I try to tell people, bro, just go, like, go once. Go once to the White Eagle and just listen to the people. Like, they love they love it there. It's so much fun. And the best thing, it has great wrestling fans. Oh, awesome fans. Great wrestling fans. Amazing. And then there's random college students that are drunk as hell, but they're not going there to shit on it. No, they're, they're just they're going there to have $10 fun. Dollars to like shit on it and be like, oh, look, this, look at this weirds. They're literally having the time of their lives, and they like they grown into fans. Now they are coming weekly. Like it's so sick. Those people, people like, I feel like some fans, uh. You know, I don't know how to explain this. Like, 
not that they'll just come to shows they just hang out and stuff but a lot of people do still and not right. hang out and like have fun just go because they feel like maybe they have to go and like they won't really react maybe they'll be in the corner on their phones and stuff right but like Wooster, like in Wooster, everyone goes there to just go crazy have fun like have the night of their lives like I love it so much and like I'll always go to wrestling open and I don't care if the match is five minutes long. It's a quick thing. Like that crowd, it hits so different. It's something I will never, ever forget is like white Eagle and showboat atmospheres. I will never, ever forget. Like it's insane. Yeah. I never I got, it. I never got a chance. Like you said, for the show, but I never got a chance to win this showboat. I will one day, I hope soon, but but even even um like you said the White Eagle is amazing. But I remember I went to Fat Music Hall for uh, Beyond Wrestling a couple months ago. I think it was like in <laughs> April. And then I was fortunate enough to be there for GCW. Uh, I never liked you for the main event was Osprey and uh, yes, Nick, Nick Wayne. What Crazy. a banger! Banger! I saw you in that 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 scramble match uh, against it was Effie, uh, Dustin Waller, uh, some other everyone. I, I, there's so many people. I've, um, who were in that match? I I know Dustin Waller made his debut that night, which yes. was absolutely insane, uh, freaking crazy. GC, you know, I tell people to, uh, if you want to go to a show, go to GCW. Every 100%. single every single match is people are on their feet. Nobody, no, everyone's just paying. Not one single person on their phone. They're all paying attention mm-hmm. to all the wrestling. And I know GCW is coming back in. November to Rhode Island. Yeah. So, yep. November twentieth. Yeah. So I got my days mixed up. The nineteenth and the twentieth. I thought it was the nineteenth, but I was like, okay, no, it's the twentieth. It's a Sunday. Yeah. So I, I definitely got. I'm going on vacation through the nineteenth, and I'm missing so much, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I get back uh the nineteenth uh, like late, so I'm uh, I will be coming to uh, GCW. Hell uh, the yeah. 20th. I, I hope to see you there, but I'm pretty sure I'll see you oh, at yeah. some other shows. Um, but before you know, some other questions I have. There's so many wrestling, right? And you wrestled everywhere. Connecticut, you wrestled for Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there any other promotions in Connecticut that you wrestled for or have not that you have your eyes set on? Focus Pro. For, okay. I wrestled there. That was it. Was a little new promotion that ran out of bar. Same. It was really nice. The bar was beautiful. You can't had drink these, like, had these like clouds. Right. Oh, sick. It was beautiful. I don't really know too much about Connecticut, if I'm being honest. I knew Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Because I'm cool with um Dustin, Kylon. Right. I'm cool with them. And then I know the place Ichiban uh trains at. Yeah, um, Test of Strength. Yes. I know about them too. So I would love to come there and wrestle there. Oh, they're awesome. I love Chester Shanks. Very yeah. cool. Very I cool would love to come there and wrestle. Hell definitely yeah, like bro. big goals that I want to wrestle for is like I want to wrestle for Limitless a lot. I'm surprised you haven't wrestled for them yet. Like That's uh, a big one. I'm looking at your matches on YouTube. You know, I saw a few. Alec Price, Anthony Green, The Whisperer. Man, I, I could literally name all your opponents and we would be here for like three hours. So we're not going to do that. This is so much <laughs> wrestling, right? Uh, but yeah, you said, um, what promotion did you say? Oh, Limitless, which is crazy. I felt, I'm like, how have you not wrestled for Limitless yet? You know, it's kind of crazy. It is crazy, but uh, to me, it's like 
I'm patient. You know, I'm right. okay. I I realize, you know, it's maybe not my time yet to be there. So work, That's okay. Work in progress, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I just I just hope they know that I would love to wrestle for them. And I, you know, I hope because I don't think nothing's wrong. You know? No. Uh, it's just yeah. I just hope they know that I would love to be with them one day because I I love their product. I really enjoy their you know their product. Hell so yeah, bro! Hopefully, I could be there very soon. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure Marcus Mathers is gonna explode everywhere one day. Uh, but enough wrestling, because I do have a question for you. I saw your tweet a couple of days ago about Halloween ends. Yes. I talk to you, bro. <laughs> All right, let's do it, because I'm ready. I'm ready, because I've been talking to everybody about this. I I don't I I dude I I don't have you on Facebook, but I literally wrote. This was different, right? And then the next day I wrote, I wrote this was different. And when I mean different, I said, I absolutely hated it. It was the worst movie in the entire franchise. What a terrible way to end the franchise. I'm a big Halloween fan. I love Me Halloween. too, yes. I've I been... thought you were going to say I was I was going to unfriend you on Facebook. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought no. that was coming. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like, I just, I, I was watching it. And dude, I shit you not. I'm watching this movie on Peacock, right? And for the first hour, I said, what the, what am I watching right now? What mm-hmm. is this? What is going on? Who is this Corey guy? Why is this Corey guy in this movie? Michael was barely in it. For those of yeah. you who haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Uh, spoiler. Yeah, spoilers spo- incoming. Leave now. Spoiler Come back in about ahead. two minutes. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, obviously, you saw the end. Michael died. But it was like, they could have done so much more. But yeah. I feel like they were really lazy with, with the way they were going. So my thing behind it, right? So I understand why everybody is upset. I see everybody's point, you know, but uh, they went they went a totally diff- different direction for this Halloween. And for me, I thought that was okay because I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it because I was also confused uh, in the movie. Uh, excuse me. And then I keep forgetting who said it. I'm pretty sure it's. It's Corey's mom said it, but soon when she said this line, like, like that's the plot of the movie. That's 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 the movie right there. You know, it was she said, uh, uh, "Your son went away, so the town needed a new boogeyman." So they looked at my son. So when yeah. he said that, it kind of like, okay, I see what they're doing, because. Obviously, that shit happened. That crazy shit happened with the kid. Yeah, that, the was, that was that right was, off the bat. I'm that like, was gnarly, holy bro. shit! <laughs> I was like, shit! I was like, yeah, shit. and it was quick too. But the thing about that is, um, you know, that happens. Bam! Michael went away. He's gone. He he dipped out. He's hiding. Yeah. Yeah. They all compared him to Michael because he did something gruesome, and they, you know, like the kids picking on him and shit. No one believed him. No one believed it was an accident. That's hard to believe too. And, you know, just slammed the door open. He fell over the thing, and he's holding a knife over. And if you Come if on. you if you heard him too, he says, "I'm gonna kill you." Right when they walked in, and boom. So exactly. It, and it I'm sure, apart. like, let's say life, you know, it's real. Like I'm sure on the news, you know, they're explaining as like they they explained what happened. You know, a kid fell over the thing, and Corey, whoever, is standing above him with a knife, and he said the words, "I will," like, because that's just what the news is. The news is so negative. Right. So it will say all that stuff. But so that happens, bam. They all compare him as a boogeyman, you know? He's he's he, he's mentally like effed up after that. Of because everyone's looking at him, looking at him bad. 
No one's looking at him good. No one believes him. Um, his parents are going crazy. Like, it's just rough now. He freaking he gets bullied. You know, he gets pushed over the thing. Uh, he finally gets a girl. Yeah, but he's freaking out about it because you know the mom was at the bar. It's just everything's going downhill for him. Finally, sees Michael. Michael grabs him, and then he sees himself in him. So he lets him go. And you know he goes. He leaves. He, you know, keeps going. That guy tries to kill him. Yeah, he kills him. You know, he defended himself. And I think him seeing himself and like him, him, his interaction with Michael, and right into him killing that guy, it like that light bulb went off, yeah. and it was like, okay, like I'll be the boogeyman. So whatever, weird that this Corey guy, but he was the guy who got Michael out. So if it wasn't for Corey, Michael never would have came out. So he got Michael out. Corey died, and then that's when Mike, you know, Michael and Jamie had their their yeah, fighting scene. Yeah, right. and what the thing that pisses me off the most actually that I didn't notice until my one friend commented in uh, someone's post. He said uh, the thing that pissed me off the most was in the trailer. They showed basically their whole fight. They did, and thinking about that, I was like, damn. They really did. Right. Since there wasn't that much Michael, th- literally the only parts of Michael they showed in there. Because I watched scene? back the trailer. It was a fight scene. It was a scene when he freaking grabs him. And then it was the scene that uh, he kills that one chick. When the yep. lights turn on, he's in the mask. Like, and they kind of like work together or whatever. Like, it was weird. Yeah, that was, it was weird. Yeah. So it was definitely a little weird. Like... It was definitely a different direction they went, but I liked it. I guess. Every, obviously, I wish there was more Michael. Of course, obviously, but like it didn't happen. No, you know. So I like I, like I'm not like. I was like, okay, well, I, I like this direction they went with. You know, which which you know, because I saw I saw your uh, your tweet and I was like, hmm, all right. I watched it that day and I was like. What the fuck was this? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I re- I respect your opinion. I respect everyone's opinion. Oh yeah, for sure. We're all gonna have different opinions, but for someone who watched the first Halloween when there were like eight on you know reruns on Halloween night and seeing all the other ones, I'm I was so excited for. Well, I didn't watch every single one to yeah, because you don't have to you know just a timeline no. and everything. Watch the first four. That's all you gotta do. No, and for sure. I watched it and I was like, nah. I didn't like it. No, but like I said, like I understand why everyone's like, like what the hell is this? Like I understand right. why everybody was like, this is the worst thing ever, because yeah. it is very confusing. It is very weird. Because even me watching it, like when I started to like get what they were running with, right? It's still like, okay, but why? <laughs> exactly. You know? Like why? Why the hell are they doing this? Why? Like why does this Corey guy need to be in it? But I guess like. Okay, they needed something to bring Michael out. I guess whatever, but like, I guess because like, what other direction could they have went? Him just coming out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean maybe I, we, we all thought this was going to be like fucking World War Three. They're getting ready for Michael to come out, and this the whole yeah. town is going to beat the shit out of him, and they're all going to kill him. Like, slicing everybody on his yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. And then, 
That that, that would have been perfect because Halloween Kills. I I loved Halloween Kills. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. But the direction they went in, I, I loved it. But then you see Halloween ends, and you're like, see, I really didn't like the last one too much. Huh. I was like, eh. like I I hate it. Like the ending, I didn't really like the ending at all. I didn't like how her daughter. It was just like they like that part was sick. <laughs> yeah, when they all like just beat him down, and then he just comes up, kills every. I was like, because it's almost like, oh my god, like you really can't kill this. Like it just felt like kind of like not corny. Like obviously, like it's. I mean, this guy's like never gonna die. Like type of thing but like it was just like really no one fucking wanted to shoot this dude in the head no one like so that to me i was like all right that's a little like come on dude right yeah it was kind of unrealistic which obviously is a movie but like exactly i got you got to sit back sometimes be like "Ah, it's a movie it's a movie (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's fake come on it's okay Nah, man, I just, I just really wanted to get your opinion on Halloween ends, but obviously you like Halloween ends. Before mm-hmm. we end the show, man, is there anything else that Marcus Mathers is a fan of? What is your Netflix or Peacock binge-worthy show? The Office. I love it because I have a Dundee right there. As you Let's can go. See I don't know if you can see it. I have my little office section over there. I love The Office. I mean, Me I, think, I think everyone loves The Office. If you don't like The Office, oh, yeah. you are a... I'm just, you're not a terrible human being, but try the office because like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was telling, I was telling my coworker, you know, cause she said her, um, her friend watches the office and she wasn't, you know, she didn't want to watch it. I was like, watch the office. But all I'm going to tell you right now is you gotta, you gotta stick through the first season because yes. the first season is don't watch this one episode. Don't watch one episode. Watch the yes. whole first season. Everyone watches the first episode and they're just like, this isn't eh. fun. No, it's like it's different. It's a different thing, you know. Like they're talking to the cat. Like it's a, it's a man. When I first finished The Office, was like two years ago. Like I'd go into work. I used to work at McDonald's. <laughs> I'd go into work at McDonald's, like looking for cameras when someone would say something stupid. Just get like I don't know because I'm weird, but we all do no, that. I, I love like The Office so much, and everybody, everyone I ask who doesn't like it, it's always just like. Uh, watch the first episode and it's just like and i get it i've done that with shows too but for the like, office it's an exception because you gotta watch you gotta stick through the first season there's six episodes yeah they, they they tried so hard to make it like the uh the british version which obviously mm-hmm. that didn't work and then they did it on their own i in my opinion i feel like season three it took off when they introduced karen and andy and all them yeah That's, i love season yeah. three my so. my favorite season and i I can't think of it right now. I can't think of the episode or the season. It's just that season when Jim and Pam get married. Season probably like five, I think, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that season is stacked. It goes oh, amazing. There's just so much Michael Scott stuff, and it like just so much funny stuff. Exactly. And in the wedding, I... oh, Michael's, Michael's so funny. I love Lego. it so much. He's I love how, like... like you know, with wrestling, you watch wrestling, sometimes you can feel it, you know, and it's right. amazing. You can feel those moments. Like, I felt just chilling in my room, awkwardness watching <laughs> Michael. And I'm like, it hurt. I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I'm sitting here like, I feel awkward. Right. You know, like. Some of the stuff he did was like, bro, like. Like, I've never felt that besides watching like a horror movie. I'm like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. Right. Like. 
I've only ever felt that with like the office. Like, wow, that's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's like the most binge worthy show ever. Like people watch yeah. it over and over. I think yeah. I watched it maybe 12 times in its yeah, entirety. I could watch it over and over again. There's a lot of shows that I'm just like, yeah. Like but I'm the good. office, the office is like boom. Yeah. Watch the office. You know, I'm bored. Oh, yeah. let's Please watch the office. Watch the office. Exactly. I tell everyone to watch The Office, but Me too. if they don't want to watch it, they, they'll, they'll, no, they'll come around, bro. They'll come around. They will. Know? They will. Oh, man. Marcus, uh, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, bro. Uh, yeah. this thank was a you lot so of, much. Of course, man. This was a lot of fun, and I hope to have you on again soon. But I would love to. Before we end the show, absolutely. Before we end the show, tell the nerds where they can find you. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus Smathers. One, someone took Marcus Mathers, so I'm Marcus Mathers. One, no, the you one me. matters. That's it. The one is the, the one, one matters. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at Marcus underscore Mathers underscore. I also have a Facebook page, Marcus Mathers. I have a big cartel, a little shop in every one of my bios that have merch. I now have new t shirts out to celebrate the Philadelphia Eagles, baby. Fly, Mathers, fly. Oh, and you're I an Eagles stickers. fan. I forgot. I am. <laughs> They're doing good right now. They're doing good. They're, they're doing good. They're doing good. So are the Phillies. Didn't they win? Oh, yes. Wait, the game's on now. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Oh, okay. Wait. So NLCS, right? Yes. There you go. Um, I have many stickers. I have two sets of pins. I actually have an office sticker. An office sticker design. Sick. I gotta get uh, that one. Yeah, I have many things on my. I have many eight by tens. If you'd like support, and I appreciate that so much because I got. Ferrets and bunnies to feed. <laughs> <laughs> he has everything. All right, nerds, you heard the man himself. This has been the very first episode of What's Up Wrestler, Season 3, a podcast by Nerds of Wrestling. I am your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds. And that concludes this episode on the Nerds of Wrestling podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.